Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Barrett and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm Brian Shackman along with John Senecal. Uh We are heading into the meat of the season. You know, mid-June is when you just school's getting out. You ready to fly? Officially baseball. Season. Yeah, it really is. I mean, listen, the, the the Stanley Cup's almost done. The NBA playoffs are just about done. The two month Stanley Cup is finally about to wrap up. Are you going to you, any plans? To baseball go, to go to um, Yankee Stadium? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. The baseball's youth baseball schedule is going to crank up this weekend, so what I'm going like to try to get ninety games this summer. How many games between the two boys are you going to have? Uh, probably close to that. Yeah, that's. Crazy. A lot, yeah, if not more. But, yeah, it, it should be interesting. But we'll be going a lot of different directions because the boys are going to be all over the place in tournaments and stuff. So we won't be able to watch them together, which will be like the first time that's happened. So, so listen, when it comes to the Red Sox and the Yankees and, and Major League Baseball, I'm going to start with, with my issues, okay? And Issues. Yeah, multiple. I mean, listen, I'm not talking about the Red We all know that they're not a great team. We know that about the defense, and we know about a bunch of stuff. I mean – Listen, they they could finish well over 500 and still finish in last place. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about some specifics. And and the specific I, I want to begin with is is the month of May. Michael Walker was National League Pitcher of the Month, and Nathan Avaldi was American League Pitcher of the Month. And I, I I don't know what the Moneyball crap says, but like, why wouldn't and Walker was really good for them last year in terms of a consistent workhorse, and Avaldi was. People loved Nathan. They loved him. His teammates, the fans. I still don't really understand. Maybe the market overpaid. I mean, Texas overpaid for everybody. But with with you looking at it from your perspective, it really angers me that they didn't keep at least one of those two. And I really think based on budget-wise, they could have kept both of them. And from your perspective, knowing what pitching challenges can be, you know, on the Yankee side, I mean, how do you view that? Well... Here's my take on the two of them. Um, I think the Red Sox got scared away by the miles on the tires. I, you know, they, they both are 10 year plus. I think Evaldi's like on his 13th year and Walker's on his 11th. 
Um, and we all know of all these injury um, yeah. history. So uh, my guess is the Sox just balked at that. They were nervous that, you know, Evaldi was going to get a multi-year deal. We know that just coming off what he did. Uh, Walk, I believe, is on a one-year deal. Um, with the Padres, so he probably could have came back to the Red Sox on a one-year deal, and but we knew Evaldi was going to go, and of course Texas overpays for everybody. Yeah, but, but three years for sixty-three million. I mean, at the market rate, sound terrible. At the market rate, that's not bad. In three years, you figure if you get at least one and a half of Evaldi if he gets hurt, you know. I mean, it's. I think it's all an injury thing. I think the Red Sox were scared off. They just made a cost-benefit analysis, and they'll say, okay, let him have a day, but we'll see what happens in year two or whatever. But that's sort of my point, too, is that, like, waiting for year two, like, we're going to be waiting for Godot. I mean, it's going to be like that if we continue to be convinced that we're sort of taking some pain in the near term for long-term success. If we're sitting here in three years and we're looking at an Astros-type window – that's going to be a three- to five-year window to win, then I, I won't complain. But I don't see it, which leads me to point number two. Uh, my dad, my 84-year-old father, he doesn't swear very often, but he drops the F-bomb when talking about Tristan Casas. He thinks he is the worst. And I said, well, what is it, Dad? Because he can't, you know, he, he can't hit the ball. And he's like, Brian, he doesn't even swing. <laughs> you know, and and – and, it, and it's interesting because he tore it up in the Olympics. Remember that? He was yeah. the most electrifying hitter for Team USA in the Olympics. And I'm like, this guy. And then Dahlbeck was struggling, and we're like, are we going to get— Cassis? He wasn't even on Team USA, was he? Or whatever whatever team he was on. Yeah. I mean, he crushed it in the—I'm pretty sure it was the Olympics, but maybe— Well, it's weird that you say he's not swinging because when he does swing, he strikes out like a third of the time. Right, and the thing is, he's batting 191 in his first full season, and in his in his truncated season a year ago, he he batted under under 200, and so we're now looking at you know over 200 at bats in the majors, and he's batting under 200 with in terms of strikeouts, he's got I don't know 75 as of Tuesday 75 strikeouts in about 225 at bats, and so. My point is, like, and then Bobby Dalback, who really struggled, right? Listen to me. I'm talking to you. I, I, he's batting 300 with 14 home runs in AAA. And so maybe Bobby Dalback, maybe both of these guys are 4A players. Maybe they're too good for AAA and not enough for the majors. But, again, my question to people listening is, like, when do you send the guy down? To prove that, like, they said, like, Jaron Duran's been struggling lately, but you know what? He sucked at the beginning. They sent him down. He figured it out. They called him back up. He did well. Why does Cassis get, like, a season-long pass? So you 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 want Cassis to go down and Dahlbach to come up and take his spot? What? Just give him a look. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, Cassis is 23 years old. He can go down to the minors. I mean, it's the same thing. That I mean, is, is he that fragile, an ego? I mean, they did it to Duran. He was supposed to be the next big thing at one point. I don't know. I just feel and, – and Dahlbach – and again, we'll find out because the truth is, if he's batting 300 with 14 home runs, you know, he's basically got 150 at bats and he's batting th- over 300. The AAA is just such a different slice it of the pie. It is, though, but if he comes up and sucks, then you know he's then never going to make it. I mean, Joe Adele has got like 17 home runs in AAA and he's been the Angels' top prospect for nine years. I know, but you know, maybe he's got something figured I don't even know. I'm not even saying it's a long term solution, but the, let the kid, the younger kid, Right, this, we're talking like 23 versus 27. Let the younger kid go down, eat a little humble pie, figure out how to hit, and if Dahlbeck, maybe maybe he figures it out, or maybe he figures it out for a month. 
I just I'm really frustrated, and my dad's got me going. I mean, I looked inside. I I lifted the hood on Tristan Casas, and and it's a disaster. I mean, it is brutal. Which which segues into in, into what I want to talk about with you, which is Volpe, because he's another guy. So so Casas has five home runs, and he's batting 197. And you got little Anthony Volpe, who's what, six four two fifty versus what is Volpe? 5'10", Yeah, I think he's six foot. But he's <laughs> no, got he's seven not. home runs too, I believe, right? No, he's got more. He's got more. I think he's got nine. I mean, Anthony Volpe is he's listed at five nine. You know what that five, means? Five nine one eighty. Yeah. Six feet. Six feet my acorns. I mean, that's just he's got nine home runs. He's batting one ninety three. 193, 72 strikeouts. He's striking out way too much. Right. So the point is, is that he's got almost double the home runs as Casas, but he stinks just as bad as average in strikeouts, right? I mean, he's certainly not a leadoff hitter. And he's on pace for more errors, too, than so, he normally is. So I guess the point is, like, is he fine to just let him work it out because he's got that many more home runs, or is he, like, an issue, too? Well, I mean, this is the way I look at it. If the— if the Yankees had a viable solution at shortstop, I think they would go for it. I mean, and send a short-term solution because he's the long-term right, one. Right, a viable this year's solution. Now, I guess you know you could say IKF could come in and play shortstop because he's been playing good. But I think they like him in that role of being the utility guy because the other young guys, Peraza and Cabrera, haven't been able to step up and say, "Oh yeah, I can play shortstop if you need me." So maybe Why, they, because they can't hit, they haven't been hitting. Well, he doesn't hit either. Outside right, of the home but run. he's also the guy that they want for long term. Right. So maybe have him stay there and work on figuring out there and not mess with his head. I mean, like we talked about this already once. I don't think it messes with Anthony Volpe's head if he goes down because he's young. He's a big prospect. He knows he'll be back as long as he does his job. Well, the same with Casas, then, right? I mean, you would. Assume. I would. I would assume, right? But like what you just said with Dalbach. You know he's tearing it up in AAA. Bring him up if he's not, then you know what you got, right? Because he's had his he's had he's had, had his chance. Of, a lot of exactly. So maybe that's level. what they need to do with Volpe and Cassis. But you know, at this stage of the game, maybe the Yankees need to look outside the organization and try to find like a Jose Iglesias who's ripping it up in AAA. It's like winning the Player of the Week every week, and the guy should not be in the minors. And somehow he's on the San Diego Padres organization who has everybody. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's someone like that you could look to as a short term solution. But I mean, if I'm a betting man. I don't think Anthony Volpe is going to stick much longer. I just don't see it because the 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 race is just too tight. It's just there's too many important situations going down the stretch to worry about someone who's ahead of pace and errors at shortstop and is not delivering at the plate. So you know, I'm surprised by that. I thought you would say if the, since they have all these other boppers, maybe just let it ride. Do they do they really have all these other boppers? I mean, we don't know what's happening with Judge right now we'll as we speak right now. Um, Something's going on with his big toe. They haven't told us. So maybe it comes out later in the afternoon that he is hurt and he's going to go on the IL. Stanton's back. Who knows what's going to happen to him? If he takes him a hurt. while to warm up, though. Exactly. He needs time. And Donaldson, who knows? Who get. These guys aren't going to play every day, though. We already know that. They're right. going to play a couple games. And they're going to have a day off. And they're going to play a couple more games and have another day off. So I I don't know. I don't, I don't see the Yankees going the distance and winning down the stretch at, with Anthony Volpe right now, playing the way he is as their shortstop. I just don't. Mm. That's, surpri- that's a surprising But take. they don't have anybody on the roster right now that can step in there other than I- IKF. That's shocking to other me. Other than IKF. I mean, Cabrera could do it, but he's really not hitting, right? But do they give him a shot to play every day and then basically say, oh, we're taking a rookie and putting him in your spot and sending you down, Rook? Or you take someone like IKF, who's an established veteran, and say, listen, we're going to go with him because he's he's rolling right now and right. he knows how to – He's a major leaguer right now. 
I think that is the smarter play, or you go outside the organization if you can do that. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Any other team-related things? Because that's it for me, and before I have a sort of a more of a league-wide thing for you. Um, I'm just sitting here in bated breath wondering about Judge. I mean, you listen. He hurt his toe. You've seen what Aaron Judge can do. Everybody knows he's arguably probably the best player other than Shohei, right? But he gets back in the lineup after he misses 10 games, and he's been out of this world, right? I mean, the dude is amazing. We all know that. So they need him in the lineup. They can't afford to have him out for another 10 games. They just can't because they just don't click right without him. Well, it's funny because, you know, last year everyone sort of made this false, you know, statement about, you know, his durability, but he was so durable. And now we're having some durability issues this year. to think that – when I was watching that game where he crashed into the wall, I thought that was a gate. That wasn't even a gate. That was an actual wall that he knocked apart. Right. And the, the gate was to the right. I mean, he's gigantic. But he goes into that wall, and I'm looking like, oh, great. He messed up his forearm or his wrist the way right. he hit that fence. And the next thing you know, the next day, he's like, toe? his toe. And I'm like, his toe? That's so, ba- that's so baseball, That's so baseball. But we know <laughs> if it's a toe, DJ LeMahieu last year, it's not good for a right-handed batter. So, ugh. I'm just hoping it's nothing bad. Yeah, it would be brutal. And, I mean— if they have Donaldson going and Judge going and Stanton going, that would certainly give plenty of cover. For and Anthony their pitching Volpe. is a question mark right now because Cole hasn't been Cole. He he, you know, he's come back to earth a little bit, but he's right. still he's still a front runner for the AL Cy Young. But Nestor Cortez is hurt. He's not the same person. Domingo Herman is one outing away from a full fifty game suspension <laughs> with sticky fingers. Um, so it's there's the Yankees have got a lot of question marks. Who knows with Rondon? He keeps throwing these bullpens, but at this rate, he ain't gonna be back till after the All Star break. So as of Tuesday this week, what is it, June the the 6th, 6th. you have a dynamic, though, where there's a little bit of settlement in the – and I don't even look at the the AL East, really. I really don't because I'm not saying it's a a slam dunk that – Tampa wins the division, but I'm not even focused yeah, on it right now. They're only four and a half up. I'm, I'm just, they're level off again. They'll, they'll come back. Whatever. The point is is that the wild card is where the action is. So we have Baltimore, Houston, and the Yankees pretty firm. So what I want to, what I want to ask you is, because then there's a couple-game drop-off before you get to Toronto, who is finally getting off the mat a little bit after struggling for a while. Toronto, the Angels, and the Red Sox, and maybe you can include – Maybe include Seattle, but for the for the for right now, I won't include Cleveland. So you have Seattle, Boston, L.A. Oakland's only twenty four and a half out of the wild card. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto, Angels, Red Sox, and Mariners. Who scares you out of that group? Who scares me out of that group? I'm not going to say Toronto because I'm done with them. I'm I mean, tired I of know. Toronto. It feels like we've been buying into the hype of that team. And they just sent Alex years. Manoa down, who is their, you know, their greatest hyped prospect pitcher, big mouth. Um, I none I, of them, right? Is that I, what you're going to say? Know, just I'm the gonna, Angels because of the two-headed monster? No, the Angels pitching is not there. I just don't see it. I'm still, I'm still going to go with Seattle. They, they still scare me. They got a lot of talent. Um, and their pitching is good. I just don't. I don't see them just playing this blah baseball the whole season. I feel like they're going to crank it up. Um, they worry me a little bit, but I'm telling you, dude, I can't. Their stand. pitching's not that. Great. Can I just tell you something? As of Tuesday, do you want to see something stunning? Because I'm a little shocked you said that. Because they lost to the Rangers twelve to three. They lost to the Rangers sixteen to six. Then they they had, they had the one loss two zip. Then they lost to the Yankees. Don't forget they let up ten runs against the Yankees in two of the three games. So 
And then before that, they lost the Pirates and gave up 11. They've had one, two, three, four, five games where they've allowed 10 or more runs in the last two weeks. Yeah, not good. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Red Sox are definitely not not a threat. Now that I've seen them, sort of, you know, sort of where they are, I don't see them. They're where they. They're a five hundred team. You know what I mean? Give or take three to five games, so they could be yeah. three to five below, three to five above. And I, I don't see. I, I'm going to say it right now. I don't see the Yankees. I feel like I feel like the Yankees are a third place team in that division. I, I think there's something special going on in Baltimore, and I think Tampa's too good. And the Yankees, even if – because you know the Yankees are going to make something happen at the deadline. Oh, they, absolutely. They just absolutely will because they always do. But I still I, – I think it's – I think it's not – I think Baltimore's the team. Um, the Baltimore and the Rangers are two teams that I think could easily upset the power structure in the American League. And and I think the 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 Rangers can definitely – beat the Astros if they play their cards right, especially with the manager. And the the Orioles are young enough to be ignorant enough to think they could do some damage. I'm just trying to think of who these teams are going to be able to go out and get as far as pitching. Who would be available? I mean, if you're looking across the— You want a starter? Well, I mean, I don't see Baltimore winning in, in the postseason without a, a viable another starter. Right, but John Means, I think, is supposed to come back. Yeah, but, I mean, supposed to and coming back are two different things. I mean, it's— I just don't see, like, if you look at, like, the AL Central, right, I don't see any of those teams, the way it's going, trading away any of their chips. And then you look at the AL West, who's going to trade away their chips against, unless it's Oakland, and Oakland doesn't have any any chips to trade. No, they don't. Not like in other years where they And then have... you got the NL East. I mean, I guess I don't see Philly trading players. They're not that kind of team. Washington, who are they going to trade? We're going to trade Patrick Corbin. He sucks. I'm just going down the list of of pitchers with the most wins, and I look at the teams. So most, I mean Minnesota. I guess Joe Ryan. I don't even know anything about the dude. Maybe the Cubs. Stroman would be one. I mean the White Sox. I would say Stroman is probably your biggest chip. He, that's I love out there. that guy. I he's mean, got I'm the a, fire. He's got the intensity. The Cubs are six out. I mean. He wants. He's only on a one-year deal, too, so he's going to want to sign somewhere. But he's he's a great rental. He's a really good rental. So there's there's your name, and then maybe because I would I would have said uh, Corbin Burns in Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's a half game out, and you know he had that strife at the beginning of the season with his contract and stuff. But he hasn't been pitching as great yeah. as he thought. But Rich Hill, <laughs> no one wants Rich Hill. I mean, I guess he can. He knows how to pitch, but is he going to win for you in October? So that's a really interesting thing to go down the list of pitchers with the most wins in baseball and almost all of them are with teams in striking distance. Right. And you got to look at teams. Like if you're took it like like Seattle's got tons of pitching but they're in the wild card hunt. Now if they fall back three or four more games, they could probably unload a couple of those pitchers. Yeah. Um Lance Lynn. Yeah, I mean, I mean I would say the White Sox are probably you know the way that they I mean, might, they, they're they, stacked. I mean, they got Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn. They could be the biggest sellers if they fall out. What about Minnesota? Oh, well, maybe Minnesota's leading the division by three games yeah, right now. I just true. don't see them trading anybody. You know, yeah, I mean, that's true. They're in, they're first, I don't think of them as a first place team, but they are. So that's it. I mean, you don't have a lot out there to go get. 
unless you blow somebody away. Well, or a lot changes in the month and a half. I mean, if teams yeah. really start to tank in a month and a half because the trading deadline, I believe, is like the end of July or beginning of August. Right. There's a little bit of runway there's, left. There's runway. But think about what we just talked about. All these teams that are stacked in this wild card and division hunt are all, almost all of them are going to be looking for pitching probably like you know you look maybe the Atlanta Braves well, don't true. need it that's true every year though but yes I mean some so teams but what I'm saying is is I feel like there's more teams this year hunting than there usually are in the past I've, well I think it's because now that 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 extra wild card yeah makes makes the makes it it opens it up and and it's interesting we've never discussed this but it, it probably tightens the trade market because there are more teams that want to be buyers yeah than sellers, and I hadn't thought about. I didn't think about that last year. It's going to be interesting all. to see what happens. And you and I are both fans of Baltimore, and it's weird because they're in the AL East. I know, We're big I like fans them. of Baltimore. It's going to be interesting to see how they react and how their fan base reacts. Their fan base is very loyal, and yeah. they've been very loyal and very accommodating for a long time because the Orioles have not been good for a while. A long time. So if they're in the hunt and they don't do anything and they just stand pat, especially after last year when they were in the hunt and they traded Trey Mancini away. I think the fans might be a little bit angry on that. Interesting. Yeah, I think they have to be buyers. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Schacht, and that's it for this week. You've been listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.